Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Things are quite hectic these days trying to combine business with uh, hockey. And uh, if the business uh, that I am involved in continues as it is, I may have to consider retirement before I would like to. That's the Tim Horton Donut Emporium? Yes, uh, Tim Horton Donuts Ward. And uh, it's very nice to be let me get a word in about it. That's amazing, is it? That is the late, great Tim Horton talking about his passion for donuts, obviously, and coffee. I mean, he's known for loving hockey and coffee and donuts. But you know what else you can add to that list? Cars. Unfortunately, he also loved driving fast because in 1973, he was gifted a DiTomaso Ford Pantera by Punch Imlach. They were trying to get him to play another season. They were luring him with this fancy car. Well, he loved that car, and he actually died four months later in a high-speed crash while driving it. Now, over the years, many people have wondered, well, what happened to that car? Edward Brown must have wondered the same thing. The Toronto writer and author spent a lot of time time trying to track that car down and joins us now to talk about that journey. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Simi. How did you get started on this? Uh, I've always wondered about the whereabouts of the car. I've seen that photograph over the years. And um, I thought it, 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 it had, something had to become of that car. And um, as I began to research it, I assumed that it had been crushed because of the morbid interest by um, hockey fans who wanted to get a piece of that car. But I pursued that and found that, in fact, parts of the car were still around. Okay. And how did you track them down? I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty good at finding things. And I just started with basic uh, a VIN number search to see if the car was still registered in, in the province or anywhere in the country. But that didn't lead anywhere. So the next place I went to is online where everybody searches for things. And that led me to a few uh, blogs and um, some comments stating that perhaps the car was around in the east coast of Canada and I reached out to a few people, and it was just a process of uh, tracking down. Um, I, I, I called a number of car enthusiasts and you know hobbyist car collectors in the East Coast, and after I exhausted those, I started to call uh, racetrack enthusiasts because I thought, well, perhaps it's a stock car, and that's, uh, that's where I, I hit gold right there. Wow. Okay. So where had it been all this time? Like, I understand there were some people were concerned, I think rightfully so, that it would become some kind of object of fascination because of what was associated with it. it, it that, that's true. It was, um, it was uh, well, first of all, what, what, I, what I wanted to do to accompany this story was to find a photograph of the car in its original state, that because we, we get a real bad representation of what the vehicle is like when the only photo we have is this one that and there's several others similar in circulation so i i didn't know what condition the car would be in or even what it would um what would remain of it so i i, I wanted to find that 
and I still do actually. I, I'd like to find an original photograph of the car, n- not demolished. So did somebody come across it then, Edward, and say, I need to make sure this car stays preserved? No, so interesting. I think um, the car was taken to a, a wrecking yard here in Toronto, and the wrecking yard, and, and this is speculation because I, I, I couldn't find anybody connected with this yard, the wrecking yard just coincidentally was closing because the Highway 401 had, uh, the, was being expanded. This is in 74, and I think that they were closing down this yard, and they were getting rid of all their... Um, possessions. And however, the East Coast connection found out about this car, I don't know, but it was put on a flatbed and shipped out um, to the East Coast. But it's, uh, it's very intriguing because the individual who bought the vehicle, Don Alexander, has the same surname as the gentleman who owned the scrapyard, Grant Alexander. But when I spoke to Don's son, Kirk, he said there's no familial connection. So I, I really don't know how that happened, to be honest. Okay, that is a mystery then. So what do we know about the car today? So the car today, and um, I'm not really a stock car racing expert, but they seem to go through engines uh, very quickly. And so a portion of portions of the engine are still around. I know that Kirk told me that the dipstick is in his brother's uh, basement hanging on his wall because of the nature of the the design of the car the engine was in the rear of the car so the dipstick is about four feet long he said i i wasn't actually i wanted to see the ca- a car myself but i i they only made about seven thousand of these cars so they're very rare and parts of the engine have been sort of spread out throughout the province. I know Kirk told me his brother sold the engine, then he got the engine back. So right now, I think parts of the car are out there still, but I'm not sure exactly where. So it's still a mystery then? I would would say that it is um, because of the nature of of what, you know, that uh, sport of stock car racing. I think that there's likely little bits of that car in many different stock cars of that, you know, Ford uh, on that Ford line. That's so interesting then because some of them have, some of those cars, those stock cars have done very well too, haven't they? They they, they have. In fact, the stock car that it went, the engine, the, the 351 went into, I found out who built the stock car. That was built in in Ontario by a gentleman named Ken Stewart. He still is, uh, he still is in that uh, industry. But, um, it was a coincidence that he sold the car to somebody out in the East Coast, and that car needed an engine, and Don Alexander got his hands on that car and put the Tim Horton engine into that car, which then sort of had a second life. And it's, it's somewhat ironic because Tim Horton's, um, you know, he was a reckless driver and speed was an issue. And the fact that the engine ended up in a stock car, which gained quite a reputation in the East Coast circuit, is, is, uh, is another nice detail to that story. It is amazing to me, though, that after all these years, I mean, he died in 1974, um, actually February 21st, so yep. just, just past the anniversary there, and, and that it's still remembered like this, so that people, you can still track it down. I think that I was born uh, just a few years after this, 
uh, before this happened. And I remember people talking about it, but I didn't quite get the importance of it. I was too young. But as I was um, researching this story, I was, I was really impressed by the number of people of a certain age who have a flashbulb memory of where they were when they got the news that Tim Hortons died. And we see Tim Hortons name everywhere. It's ubiquitous. But I I had to remind myself that it was a man and a father and uh, he would be 94 now if he was still alive. So we kind of forget the fact that lost in this tragedy is, is this, um, individual who the was person. sort of pursued, yeah, yeah, pursued by a desire to overcome or a fear of returning to that poverty he knew as a child, but he never got to enjoy the fruits of his labor. That's so true. Uh, thank you, Edward, for telling that story for us this morning. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for an interest. Well, that's Edward Brown. Edward is a writer and author based in Toronto who, uh, he just wrote this great piece actually about trying to track down the car that Tim Horton was driving uh, when he was killed. This was a pretty fancy car. And as you can tell, it took him quite a while and searched all over the country for it. And it, we do forget how young Tim Horton was. He was only 44 years old when he was killed in that car accident. That was February the 21st of 1974.